Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we are here primarily for you because no one else can provide information for you unless you are looking for radio shows like Terry Talks Nutrition or other great radio shows like Dr. Bob Martin and his great radio show. There's ways of you finding out how to improve your health because no one else will do it for you. Unfortunately, you and I are the only ones responsible for our health. And we are the ones that have to wade through all the garbage, all the propaganda, all the TV ads, and everything else that is trying to sway us to eat their processed, refined, packaged goods that are not healthy for us. It's difficult for you and I to find good, healthy foods to eat today. And even those good foods can be contaminated with pesticides, herbicides, all kinds of chemical processing. So we're up against the wall. And it takes your time and effort to wade through all that information to try to decide what is best for you. And I'm encouraging you to eat the best possible diet. Even though that it may not be the cleanest, purest foods, at least it's better than the garbage that's out there. So I always try to encourage people to follow the ketogenic diet. All of our so-called diseases, which 98% of all diseases are caused by our lifestyle choices. So when we make a choice, it's got to be on the good side. Because everything else is against us. So try to eat your healthiest diet. The ketogenic diet is my preference because carbohydrates and sugar create all those diseases. You know, there's healthy fats and there are bad fats, but there are healthy fats. And there are healthy proteins and some not so good. But there's nothing healthy about refined and processed carbohydrates and sugar. There are essential proteins that are called essential because we can't live without them. And there are essential fats that we need because we can't live without them. There are no essential carbohydrates or sugar. We can manufacture everything we need from protein and fat. And that gives us the healthiest side of nutrition. So I'm here every weekend, Saturday and Sunday, because you're not going to learn a lot from your doctor on how, on how to be healthy. Doctors do not know anything about health or nutrition. They know drug therapy. They know surgery, 
And believe me, I am not picking on the doctor. I am just pointing out some facts about the doctor that the doctor knows nothing about nutrition, nothing about diet. People that I know that have told me that when they are suffering from cancer or any other disease, the doctor says, your diet has nothing to do with it. Whoa! Your diet has everything to do with it. Everything. So we should be very careful of who we listen to. And I'm not telling you to just listen to me. Do your research. I am not a doctor. I have no medical degrees. No degrees in chemistry. No degrees, period. But I have learned over the last 50 years in the health industry, health and nutrition, which I have studied daily. If you're going to learn something, you can go to college. Or you can learn on your own by researching the internet. There is so, you could get a college education. You may, not, you may not get a degree. You may not walk away with a paper, but you're going to walk away with more intelligence, more education by looking up at the real scientific studies. Now, not going on the internet, not going on Facebook and listen to what other people say, but you want, a, you want credible, credible, ugh, credible scientific-based evidence on health and nutrition. And that's the way you get it. I study eight to 10 hours a day. Probably a good six or seven days a week. Or I'm reading all the studies that I have found the previous week and I print them off and I take them home and I read those studies in my free time. So I put in a good 50 to 60 hours a week researching studies. Only because I want to bring you that information and, of course, use it for myself. I don't want some doctor making my choice when the doctor doesn't know what his choice should be. I want good, scientific, evidence-based information. And that's what I try to bring you every day, Saturday and Sunday, on my Terry Talks Nutrition, as well as my website, terrytalksnutrition.com. I want you to learn more about your health. You are responsible for your health. You can't just eat garbage, because you know the old saying, garbage in, garbage out. Or otherwise, garbage in, and then you deal with the consequences of illnesses, sickness, and disease. Food is your best medicine. Never forget that. It is the primary medicine for you to be healthy, or if you don't select the right food, it can destroy your body. Look at America. Almost 50% of all Americans are obese 
and they predict by the year 2050, just 27 years from now, 28 years from now, they predict all of the Americans, male or female, will be obese if we stay on the same trend we are today. And I want to bring you good information, something that you can use to get results. We, are, we want results. And that's why you want to use the best products available. So I have a line of, top, line of topics today. In fact, not only for yourself, but for your animals, your pets, our little furry four-legged family members. How to give your dog healthy fats. And how to prevent chemo brain with grapeseed extract and andrographis. And when I, I always like to recommend the ketogenic diet. The ketogenic diet will make your body, your immune system, everything healthier. Because carbohydrates and sugar is what feeds bacteria and viruses and makes you weak, makes your immune system weak. So we'll talk about how to fight COVID and other viral and bacterial infections with the ketogenic diet. We'll talk about polyphenols for leaky gut. Then we'll talk about cocoa for high blood pressure. And you know, so many people are taking Tylenol every day for pain relief. But there's a problem with that, which we'll address this morning. And many people suffer from a low thyroid. About 70% of all women struggle with an underactive thyroid. Now we find out that eggs are healthy for your thyroid. And I can tell you how to stop chronic indigestion. So many people. I've seen people take 10 to 12 tums to put out the fire in their gut. We can do it much simpler and much safer. So let's start with how to use healthy fats for dogs. Omega fatty acids are essential for, for dogs. These are essential nutrients. In fact, we cannot live without good, healthy fats. We need fats, and plenty of fats. Fats are required, special nutrients for dogs and humans. But fats are even more important for dogs. They get two and a half times more energy from fats than from proteins or carbohydrates. And fat intake is critical 
for your dogs, for energy production, for normal development of muscles and nerves. Proper functioning of the immune system and the inflammation response, anti-inflammatory, for healthy skin and coat. They get allergies of the skin, dryness of the skin. Has your dog ever had a hot spot? A hot spot on a dog is an area of red, irritated, weepy skin that your dog will constantly lick and bite. And their hot spots are painful. If your dog experiences frequent hot spots, it could be a sign that he needs more fats in his diet or her diet. I can't forget my little Bella, my little girl. Sometimes I talk about his diet, but her diet, that she gets good quality fats and good healthy foods for her, for her meals. And now there are other signs that your dog's need more healthy fats. For a dry and flaky skin. For a dull coat. Their coat should shine. Beautiful. My little girl, Bella, is an Australian shepherd. She looks nothing like an Australian shepherd. And that's why she was the last of the litter left when I went to pick her up. Nobody wanted her. She doesn't have all those modeling spots. She's just pure black. Her, her coat just shines. When she's outside in the sunshine, oh my gosh, that black is so beautiful. But she does not look like an Australian shepherd. And dogs can have dermatitis and allergy, especially of the skin. They can have chronic ear infections, hair loss, dandruff. They're not much different than we are. Slow wound healing. Aggression. Yes, absolutely, aggression. They may be an aggressive dog, overexcited. And that comes from low DHA, which is part of the omega-3 fatty acids, EPA and DHA. And there's a very specific ratio of the high omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. And has been documented in dog research that having a lack of omega-3 fatty acids in response to the omega-6 fatty acids cause aggressive behavior. DHA is so critical for the development of the brain, both in humans and canines. And most food, both for canines and humans, are very high in omega-6 because it's cheap oil mostly coming from soybean oil, corn oil, peanut oil, 
very cheap oils, where the omega-3 comes from salmon or some of the other cold water fishes. They're more expensive. So companies try to lower the price to entice you to buy their food, so they use much higher levels of omega-6 than omega-3. It has been estimated in the human diet, not much different than the canine diet, that we are getting 30 times more omega-6 fatty acids than we are of the omega-3 fatty acids. Dogs become very aggressive. Babies develop until they're 25 years of age. And that is a critical time to develop a proper brain function. And it is done with DHA. And commercial dog foods. Are they really a good source of omega fatty acids? Well, both omega-6 and omega-3 are essential nutrients. I am not saying that omega-6 is bad for us. Actually, we can't live without omega-6. But the problem is we are getting way, way too much omega-6 in our daily diet than we are of omega-3. Our ratio should be one-to-one. One part omega-6 to one part omega-3. That is a great balance. Now, you could even take the omega-6 up to two or three times omega-3 and still be in a fairly good, healthy range for both dogs and humans. But the problem is, it's so out of whack 30 times more omega-6 than omega-3 because they're cheap oils and they bring the price of food down. And that's what manufacturers want, low price. So their food stands out. Not because it's good for us, but because it's cheap. Now, both dogs and humans need these fats in a healthy balance. And all commercial dog food that I have been aware of is mostly omega-6 and very little omega-3. Here's a recent study that analyzed dog food and here are the results. The average omega-6 was 21% higher than omega-3. And the average EPA, DHA, which are two key components of fish oil or of the omega-3, was less than 1%. Actually, 0.3 to 0.4. Less than 1%. And the omega-6 was 21% higher So what is the best way to give your dogs more healthy fats? Now here are some very good healthy fats that your dog would 
be well nourished in terms of fatty acids. So look for the healthy oils. Organic flaxseed oil. Pumpkin seed oil. Sunflower oil. The high omega-3 sunflower oil. Sesame seed oils. Plus cod liver oil. This provides a full range of essential fatty acids. Now you want your dog to get omega-3, omega-6, and omega-9, plus EPA, and DHA. These are ideal remedies for your dog. Now we're talking about food and it being a remedy. Because food is our medicine, both canine and human. And if you have a dog with dry, itchy skin and a dull coat, allergy problems, frequent hot spots or ear infection, one teaspoon daily for dogs 50 pounds and under, and two teaspoons daily for dogs over 50 pounds. Today, there are so many people being diagnosed with cancer. And the conventional method of treating cancer, and no doctor can deviate from these three ways of treating cancer, or they are called quacks. They can use alternative therapies, even though that they can be beneficial with little or no side effects whatsoever. But doctors warn their patients, don't take herbal medicines. They are dangerous. But yet they give their patient chemotherapeutic drugs that are like that are like a dropping an atomic bomb on a city. These chemotherapeutic drugs have so many serious side effects that they have to be monitored, monitored very carefully that they don't kill the patient before the cancer does. In many cases, the drug kills the patient. Chemotherapeutic drugs are very, very toxic. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just sharing some facts with you that are quite known everywhere and frequently cause liver, heart, or brain damage. A condition called chemobrain, C-H-E-M-O, brain, B-R-A-I-N, chemobrain. Or in other words, chemotherapeutic drug-induced cognitive impairment. So when you take drugs to treat cancer, They cause brain damage, heart and liver damage. And this chemotherapeutic drug-induced cognitive impairment 
refers to problems with mental function caused by cancer treatment. And some of the conditions that are caused by these drugs to treat cancer are short-term memory loss, difficulty with thinking and concentration, poor attention span, depression, chronic fatigue are also common problems of being treated with cancer drugs. Up to 75% of people undergoing cancer treatment will experience chemo brain. It's called chemo brain because the chemotherapeutic drugs damage the brain. And for some of them, the effects last months or even years, even after going off the drugs. So there are alternatives. There are several herbal alternatives. Grapeseed extract prevents chemo brain. In a study, researchers looked at the ability of grape seed extract to protect against the effects of a commonly used cancer drug, cisplatin, which has been shown to cross the blood-brain barrier and is associated with chemobrain. You want to protect your brain cells with these strong, harsh, toxic Chemotherapeutic drugs destroy liver cells, brain cells, heart. In using an animal model, they tested memory and learning in animals that received the drug with or without grapeseed extract. The results of these studies. Administration of grapeseed extract almost completely prevented damage to the blood-brain barrier and caused when the drug was used alone. Animals given grapeseed extract with the drug, with the drug, at the same time, had a 50% improvement in their learning scores and a 78% improvement in their memory using test scores versus animals given the drug alone. Now, hang on, I've got more to talk to you about this chemo brain in just a moment, but don't go anywhere. I am not going anywhere, but I have to pause for uh, some commercials. I'll be back right after these commercials on Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm your host, Terry Naturally. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally, and this is Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning, 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we are here for you. I spend all my days researching, researching, researching. I love it. I don't find it to be a task. I don't find it to be boring. I get excited when I come across great studies that have been well done on a large population of patients, both male and female, that shows that these alternative herbal medicines can be as effective as drugs. 
in some cases more effective than drugs, and no harsh side effects or adverse events. And even if you are on chemo drugs, and you have decided that's the way you want to go, and I'm all in favor of whatever you choose to do, it's your life, it's your choices, it's your freedom. Choose well. But drugs are very toxic. And many, many, many studies have shown that when you give these harsh, toxic drugs to cancer patients and these natural alternative herbal medicines, the drugs are more effective in conjunction, in conjunction with the herbal medicines, than alone. And they improve healthiness of the liver, heart, and brain. And they lessen the toxicity of the drugs. So I mentioned before the break, in animal studies, because patients, human patients, male or female, cannot be used in studies with natural alternatives because the only thing that can be used in cancer studies are drugs, surgery, radiation. All destructive. Surgery, not as bad. Surgery may give more time to the patient to recover. Removing the tumor. And I've had some very, very dear friends. One gentleman I know very well in Milan, Italy, had a serious brain tumor. Didn't expect very much hope for him. And he has recovered extremely well over the last 20 years. But he also took natural medicine. He worked in the field of natural medicines and knew that by taking natural medicines with the drugs and with the surgery would be a far better outcome. Now we're talking about grape seed extract. So treating animals with grape seed extract and a drug, cisplatin, the name of the drug, C-I-S-P-L-A-T-I-N. It's a drug to treat cancer. They had these animals that were treated had a 50% improvement in their learning scores and a 78% improvement in their memory test scores versus animals given just the drug. A very good friend of mine, who is a researcher that I highly respect, has been in the field of natural medicines for 40 or 50 years, Dr. Alex Honosian, a research scientist in Sweden. He's Armenian by birth, did 15 or 20 years of research in Russia, 
has done the past 20 years of research in Sweden. He worked for the Swedish Herbal Institute and test, test and research by Dr. Alexander Panosian, an expert on herbal adaptogens, suggests that other plant extracts besides grapeseed extract, such as andrographis and rhodiola, may also be very helpful in preventing the toxic effects of chemotherapeutic drugs. Dr. Panosian is one of the top researchers in the world on andrographis. Andrographis is one of my most favorite herbal medicines. It's one for it's extremely good for colon flu, viral infection, fatty liver disease, for joint health and function. So he did research on andrographis and rhodiola, which can be also very helpful for reducing the toxic effects of chemotherapeutic drugs. Now let's talk about the keto diet. The ketogenic diet, my favorite. There is so much research now, scientific research, not just somebody trying to sell some gimmicky products for dieting, or going on a yo-yo diet. Don't lose 20 or 30 pounds because you will regain that 20 or 30 pounds and 20% more. Why do I say that? Because that's the average of everyone in America that goes on a diet. Because you're not changing anything. You're still eating the same food that got you fat, but now you're only eating, eating lesser of it and you're going to lose weight. And every time you lose weight, whether it's 20 pounds, 30 pounds or whatever, 35% to 50% of the weight you lose is muscle. And we can't live without a good, well-toned muscle structure. That's what provides us to have a correct posture, to get out of a chair with somebody trying to help us, to walk better. You can walk longer and faster with a better posture. The ketogenic diet does so much for us to maintain muscle, but you'll also lose weight. You won't have to even count calories. You should not count calories. Calories don't count. Don't count calories. Calories don't count. They don't have any benefit. It depends on the food that supplies you with the calories. When you eat protein and fat with a very low intake of carbohydrates, you can eat all the protein and fat you want and just add some fruits, low-sugar fruits, and vegetables as your means of carbohydrates. And do not try to exceed 75 grams of carbohydrates daily. If you are fighting for your life, 
with an illness, disease, sickness, or cancer. Lower your carbohydrates to about 20 grams of carbohydrates daily. And this is also a sure-fired way to lose weight. You won't be hungry. You can eat as much as you want, as often as you want, and you won't overeat because now you're eating substantially good, solid food. Not carbohydrates and sugar that is burned like a match and it's gone, so you are now on a binge for more carbohydrates and sugar. It's an endless loop of more carbohydrates and sugar. It's a circle, a vicious circle of carbs in, sugar in, burned very fast. Carbohydrates and sugar is like striking a match. It's gone in seconds. Eating a ketogenic diet is like lighting a candle that burns for a long, long time. That's your best source of energy. And the ketogenic diet strengthens your immune system. It's an anti-inflammatory diet. You'll have less joint dysfunction, less inflammation. And now, researchers have found that a ketogenic diet will enable you to fight infection, viral infection, or COVID-19. So have you ever wondered why you starve a cold? There are certain important immune cells that fight against infection, fight against foreign invasion of viral infection. Now these helper T cells and the killer T cells that fight infection, what they need are ketones. And ketones are produced when you are eating a ketogenic diet. And they need the ketones to function well and to stop, kill, and eliminate viral infection. These ketones are produced in the liver. Not by sugar, not by carbohydrates, but by the breakdown of fats and can be used by the body as an alternative energy source to glucose, sugar. You know, a lack of an appetite. When you are sick, you just don't feel like eating. That's nature's way of pushing the body towards ketosis. And ketosis is a natural condition caused by a low-carbohydrate diet. It prevents infection and helps increase ketone production, which is called infection-induced ketosis. If you are suffering in any way, disease, heart disease, liver, joint, dis- infect- uh, joint dis- uh, uh, dysfunction, or you're just not healthy, and whatever you try does not help you. 
Get on the ketogenic diet. Eat about 20 grams of carbohydrates until you recover. Until you lose the weight you want to lose. Until you find satisfaction in recovering from disease. Now, it may be difficult for you to maintain a diet on 20 grams of carbohydrates indefinitely. So then you inch up your carbs, healthy carbs, like fruits and vegetables. And maybe a small scoop of rice or something like that, a gluten-free grain, but only like a quarter of a cup. Maybe your carbohydrates will then go from 20 grams of carbohydrates per day to 75 to 100. Now, when you raise your carbohydrate level and you feel the old aches and pains coming back and you feel your weight increasing, you've gone over the limit of the carbohydrates that you can tolerate. Then lower the carbohydrates a little bit, a little bit, a little bit until you can maintain your weight level and maintain the metabolic function of your body. They found out in COVID-19, the infection, it has been found that people with moderate or severe COVID-19 have very low levels of ketones. And ketones are produced These are natural, healthy ketones. Nothing wrong with them. Don't let any doctor ever tell you that a ketogenic diet is bad for you. It is baloney. Ketones are created in your body to prevent disease and sickness. Primarily, it is on the intake of proteins and fats, very, very low carbohydrates. So COVID-19, when they had COVID-19 with moderate or severe infection, found to be low levels of ketones. So the question by the researchers, would increasing their ketone levels help their recovery? So to test this theory, at that time it was a theory, researchers put sick mice sick animals infected with COVID on a ketogenic diet. And the results of this study, immune system function improved dramatically. The virus was cleared. And the animals had significantly less lung damage. So there are some people yet today trying to recover from COVID-19. They've tested positive. The best thing you can do is fast, F-A-S-T, fast. Don't eat food. And definitely don't eat carbohydrates and sugar. Carbohydrates convert to sugar in the body. That's the only way they can be metabolized. And sugar feeds viral infection, feeds the virus, feeds the bacteria, 
and increases fungal infection. Sugar, sugar, sugar is terrible. And the American diet is primarily carbohydrates and sugar. Do you know what polyphenols are? Well, let's explore what polyphenols are and why they are able to improve the metabolic syndrome and a leaky gut. There are about 8,000 polyphenols in our food today. If you are eating the right food that contains polyphenols, and that means a lot of fruits and vegetables, primarily vegetables, low amount of fruits because they are still very high in sugar and the body doesn't recognize the difference between good sugar and bad sugar. It just knows, holy mokes, more sugar is coming and I don't have enough insulin to help process the sugar. So it all turns that sugar into fat and it stores it in your cells. And now you are fat. And all the previous research has found that polyphenols reduce inflammation, and inflammation is involved with every one of our diseases, and also including intestinal inflammation. In a new study that I just recently ran across, researchers treated a group of adults with metabolic syndrome. Now, if you don't know what metabolic syndrome is, it's a collection of conditions called metabolic syndrome. And these conditions are, and you could suffer from one, two, or three, or four, or five. They're made up of about five. And one is obesity, with or without high blood pressure, blood sugar levels too high, A1C levels too high, and inflammation. And with green tea, green tea is very high in polyphenols. And the best way to take green tea is not by capsule. The best way is to drink it. Green tea actually is more absorbed out of the stomach than the intestinal tract. So when green tea gets into the stomach, that is the best place in the body to absorb the polyphenols from green tea. Now, they did this for one month. And all the participants followed a low polyphenol diet during the study. And the results of this study, the fasting blood sugar levels, the fasting glucose levels, glucose is a sugar. When you hear glucose, fructose, sucrose, those are all sugars. And fasting insulin levels that were decreasing, as well as intestinal inflammation and gut permeability. The gut permeability, or leaky gut, means the lining of the intestines is highly damaged from the inflammation and has holes in it, like a screen door has gaps, openings in the intestinal tract that was supposed to be there to protect any foreign substance 
in the intestinal tract, getting in through the intestinal tract and into the bloodstream. Like if you eat a lot of protein, and if you don't digest it, now you have undigested protein in your intestinal tract, and if that gets into your bloodstream, your bloodstream does not recognize it as a healthy protein, but as a foreign protein, now you have allergies. Now, these gaps that are in intestinal tract made by inflammation, then that allows bacteria, toxins, partially digested food particles into the bloodstream. Anything undigested that is in the bloodstream cannot be recognized as a healthy nutrient and therefore it's considered to be a foreign substance and your body sets up an alarm system like your smoke detector or your fire alarm and now there's damage. Leaky gut, those gaps in the intestinal tract, are also associated with digestive problems, systemic inflammation, and even autoimmune diseases, allergies, and obesity. So how do you rebuild your intestinal tract, your intestinal barrier? Well, you do it with polyphenols. A previous study on adults with leaky gut found that by increasing their polyphenol intake, they were able to increase by a 14% reduction in intestinal permeability. Take a combination of polyphenols from green tea, apple, propolis, curcumin, and grapeseed extract. And I would recommend find a formulation containing a minimum of 250 milligrams of polyphenols. At least take one daily. We do need somewhere around 1,000 milligrams of polyphenols daily to be on the positive side of good health. Experts believe 1,000 milligrams per day. Now, depending on your diet, if you're eating plenty of fruits and vegetables, nuts, seeds, that are all high in polyphenols, maybe you only need 250 milligrams per day. I always kind of err on the high side. I take four capsules daily of 250 milligrams to make sure that I get my 1,000 milligrams daily. But you can depend on your budget, on the amount of type of diet you're following. But do what you can in terms of getting more polyphenols. Now here's an interesting study. Cocoa. For lowering your blood pressure. This is kind of like a healthier treat. Dark chocolate. Previously published research on dietary intake of cocoa had reported that cocoa from plain chocolate 
can reduce the risk of high blood pressure. While the intake of chocolate from sugary desserts and baked goods actually increased high blood pressure. Researchers recently tested the effects of several days intake of powdered cocoa. Cocoa contains flavanols, which are polyphenols, in humans. And the result of this study versus a placebo, the intake of cocoa, a cocoa supplement, was associated with reduced blood pressure and arterial stiffness. When the arteries are stiff, they're not flexible. They're not, they do not have the elasticity. However, this was, this was only true for people whose blood pressure was elevated. People with normal blood pressure did not experience any negative reduction in blood pressure. I have that question asked all the time. Well, if this can lower blood pressure, and I, my blood, blood pressure is normal, or my blood, my blood pressure is in a, in a normal range, will it lower mine too? No. It is to lower high blood pressure, not to lower normal blood pressure or low blood pressure. It just brings down the high blood pressure. So for a healthier treat, choose dark, dark, excuse, dark chocolate. A small serving, remember, not, not bars and bars of chocolate. Americans really go overboard sometimes. A small serving of dark chocolate with a high percentage of cocoa, usually at least 70%, I like 98%, is suggested. So you can maximize the beneficial flavanols, polyphenols, and minimize the calories and sugar. The higher the chocolate, the less other negative ingredients like sugar or milk. Get the dark chocolate. You only need a couple of squares a day as a natural supplement. And that, my friends, our hour is already gone, but I'll be back for another hour tomorrow. So join me on Sunday, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, and these are your days to make choices, healthy choices. So make better choices for yourself. Say a prayer for this insane world. And God bless you, my friends. And God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.